0: Hi, welcome to Overlooked. I'm Pooja Advani. My guest today is a co founder and president of India's leading animal welfare organization called World for All Animal Care and Adoptions. He preaches and practices coexistence. He is Taranesh Balsara. Hi, Taranesh, welcome.
1: Hi, thank you. Pooja. So
0: tell me, how did World for All come about?
1: Well, World For All was actually came about um, nine years ago, when me and my partner, Ruchi Nath we would always do animal welfare work. Uh, We were always volunteering uh, as animal lovers to help animals in and around our societies. Uh, It was this little puppy called Angel that we rescued Mm. back then, and uh, she had to have her leg amputated. So once she had healed and she was ready to be released from the hospital, uh, we realized that uh, it's not a good option, not a good idea to keep such a small puppy back on the street, firstly. Secondly, her being handicapped, we said, okay, let's try to home her. And back then we realized there was no formal platform at all for adoptions. All of what we see in terms of... uh, the healthy and ethical practice of fostering uh, you know how these days having an Indian breed is not so uncommon Hmm. all of this has come about with the functioning of the organization thankfully but back then there was there was no platform and uh, Facebook also uh, had just about uh, you know uh, created the buzz in the Indian market. Before that, uh, the social media that people would use was mm. Orkut.
0: Right, yes. Yeah.
1: Yes. And uh, so we made a page. Uh, okay, so get, you
0: started an Orkut?
1: I know, we started a Facebook page. Oh, you started a we Facebook page? We started a Facebook page to get Angel adopted. This, uh, what we did not, because there was no other platform, we suddenly had so many people asking for Indian breed puppies and kittens. You know, seeing her, we had multiple options. And that's when we decided there is no platform. There Mm. are people looking, why not? That page that I spoke about is the same world for all page now that has lakhs of people, where there are so many animals getting adopted, such heavy duty animal work happening all the Mm. time. It all came about from this simple attempt to help this one puppy. We did not start in retrospect in terms of, uh, you know, researching and looking Hmm. into what to do and having a five-year, ten-year plan. No, we just, you know, I think that happens with most animal lovers. First you rescue, first you pick up and then you plan, you know.
0: So, So I mean, you're talking about earlier, you said you're working, uh, you were working and volunteering at other welfare organizations. So what were the kind of cases you were seeing back then? And have you seen a difference in cases now?
1: uh, Yes, actually, um, I do believe that uh, back then we would the cases remain just the same. The number of uh, dogs, at least canines, Mm. I do canines and felines, I do. But uh, the number of dogs are less. But uh, number of cases, the kind of cases remain the same. But back then there was less awareness if there were less people calling to help these animals or they would be found in a condition that is much worse only then would people call I think somewhere uh, it has there has not so much in the, I would not say the last 10 years but in the last two or three years there is more of uh, activism more people have started uh, I think uh, practicing hmm. and uh, hearing uh, you know spreading awareness which has really resulted in more so Uh, people calling on our helpline or on any helpline for that matter and getting uh, assistance for any needy animal so that way yes we do have um, cases in slightly better state now but of course more calls because but that's not a problem it's never a problem to help more animals
0: so have you seen the mentality of people change over time frame in terms of um, bringing an indie breed Home as a as a pet compared to the your stylized breeds that we have
1: yes not only have I seen the mentality of people change to be more accepting of the Indian breed hmm. uh, I do see that uh, and I think the entire animal welfare community is responsible for that hmm. there's a lot on uh, and, and even the media, there's a lot of positive uh, uh, things about animals that people are posting, writing about these days You know, so there is more awareness People are more But uh, more so than just a difference between the breed of the animal they are adopting I have also noticed that uh, I have seen so many myself, mm. uh, you know, uh, personally even family, friends and things uh, who were not uh, really uh, quote-unquote animal lovers or accepting of animals, have seen, seen the work that we do, seeing things happening around them, have become more accepting. I know of people who, who would not go near an animal simply because they did not enjoy it, or, or they were frightened, but now they have pets. So,
0: What would be the key factor that you would say that this shift has actually happened in people?
1: i would think that this shift happens at people only when the reason that people are uh, skeptical is because they don't know any better right they, you know so it is only the knowledge that then changes it you know even if people have a certain uh, say um, choice the hmm. choice also comes with the uh, with, with with what you know and what you don't know and what you one understands and does not understand right. and i think somewhere Uh, We are somehow, uh, the word is getting out. People are more, uh, I'm not saying that everyone now suddenly loves all animals around them, but people are more accepting, more aware of the law, uh, you know, have a better uh, sense of being ethical these days. I would think so. I think that there is a shift. Uh, while we do uh, face horrid cases every day, right. That would uh, you know uh, that could uh, sort of contradict what I'm saying. I believe that this has always happened. Uh, this has always happened before. I do think that there's a shift towards positively, a uh, positivity, definitely. So, so,
0: I mean, in just the last seven to ten years that I have started Doggy Dog World, and in terms of um, coming down to the fact that I somehow have re- seen the cases of mistreatment or abandonment or abuse on the rise and uh, coming to what you said that there is a shift in people. So yes, somewhere that statement comes as a contradiction to me personally because come for today morning's paper that came in which said um, uh, 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 Indie Dog was beaten to death because of taking shelter from the rains," and in a society. So don't you feel that the frustration or maybe the, um, how you say, indie dog menace that people actually term it as, is, uh, and, and the fact that our laws are not supporting them is letting people get away with a lot of things.
1: Uh, I definitely, uh, I am uh, with you in, in terms of uh, the fact that the law needs to be strengthened to a great bit and that apart from strengthening the law it has to be something that is practiced and not something that's right. only on paper definitely so um even so i would think that because i i've worked on this uh, right. uh agenda for so long in terms of rescuing street animals hmm. and uh, while it still happens and it's very sad, the amount of cruelty or the amount of neglect also. Right. Even if it's not a cruelty case. Before they call someone and someone actually goes and picks the animal up and helps them. I think that that um, there is more, apart from the fact that there is more awareness, what also happens is I feel like there are more services today. Right. There are more uh, uh, there are more animal taxis, there are more, uh, you know, while it will considering the amount of roadies we have, it may never just, it may never be enough to satisfy each one of them, mm. like uh, their need, each one of their needs, like we would uh, for our pets at home, of right. course not. But I do think that uh, there is more availability of help and there are more people reaching out for the help that the voices need. Right. So... In terms of that, I feel there is a better direction of helping them. I'm not saying that there are uh, necessarily less animals that are affected, but there's more so a chance and a way that people are uh, adapting to in terms of helping them out. While while that being said, yes, there is a rampant amount of uh, suffering that happens because of cruelty. Every day, I mean, you know, uh, whether you work with animals or not, as you said, it's in the paper, it's on social media. It's things you see on a daily basis, you know. It's not about how brutal the action was. It's, it's just about, I see so many little uh, kids being walked to school, you know. And uh, their parents, uh, instead of guiding them in the right way, uh, are constantly, you know, picking up pellets of sto- uh, pellets or stones and throwing at the dog or making that indication, shoe, shoe, hut, hut. So this is what is then imbibed in the child. Because of this also, we run a program called Teach Coexist. That, mm. uh, you know, it's, uh, it's not so old, not so new. It's been around three years in existence, mm. two, three years in existence now, where we go into schools and talk to people because changing the child, of course, they're the future generation. But I think... Uh, stuff like this, very honestly, um, works, works fr- when it goes from um, the other way around, from child to parent, right. you know, like they say, uh, you know, you, you you teach a girl, you've taught a family. Right. Uh, in, in terms of these things, when it comes to compassion and all, it works the same when it comes to the child, you know, hmm. so...
0: So when you're doing these education programs, um, what is the primary motive for these education programs and what is it that we're trying to get out of them?
1: We're trying to imbibe, uh, imbibe or awaken compassion that is potentially existent in all children. Right. You know? Yes, when you walk into uh, a classroom or a group, a gathering of children or people for that matter, you know, all five fingers are not the same. Some are scared. Some are very anxious. Some are so um, overwhelmed that they want to keep, say, if we have a pet, uh, you know, an animal who's there, they want to keep holding, not in the right way and things like that. But what happens is everyone is left with a sense of wanting to do something, wanting right. to help them. And if not... At least understanding that they have the rights that we have, that they need to be respected, that they need to be looked out for, and as superior species, we need to protect them. We've seen amazing results. Hmm. Uh, we do teach coexistence, in corporates and things like that as well. But uh, the student angle is always incredible. We've seen um, you know little children then coming up and doing these workshops to. Right spread awareness or to raise funds or to get animals adopted and we've also seen them trying to find homes Hmm. calling calling for help so it's it's very very uh, motivating to see them doing more and while you might uh, look at it as okay one activity one group of children these are things that stay stay with someone as they grow you know you're not going to turn uh you will I think it's very rare that someone turns or I don't think it happens at all that someone who considers themselves an animal lover moves backwards, you know, so when that that is something that's imbibed that stays with them.
0: right. so you feel you you do co- corporate workshops as well as as workshops with schools, yeah and thats what's the major difference you see while you're talking to a bunch of adults to a bunch of children?
1: I find uh, children, <laughs> they come across as much more mature in terms of listening and being able to reason and not being stubborn about certain preemptions yeah. or perceptions they already have. You know, there are lots of things I personally mm-hmm. have um, have learned on the job. I have never been, uh, a per- uh, as an individual, I've never been, not, not to say that I've never been comfortable with children, but I've never been... Um, I've never known how to deal with them until we were doing this. (laughs) And I realized it's just so much easier than dealing with adults. You know, Hmm.
0: Uh, uh,
1: children also tend to reason more, you know. So what happens is with an adult, when a dog has growled or barked at them, or maybe, you know, in in a worst case scenario, they have had a dog snap at them at some point. Then, for some reason, they are worried that all dogs will attack them. I've seen this a lot. It doesn't happen with humans. I think most people have been uh, uh, abused, hit in some form or way by a human being, but they do not see a human being and start acting funny and running and scared. But that happens with dogs. Children Children don't think like that. When you tell them that this dog, every dog is an individual, yes, this must have happened. Something must have triggered it off. It does not mean you have to be scared of every animal. They understand so well.
0: Mm. You know, yeah, I, I realized that I have yeah. seen that
1: myself. Yeah. So I have also apart from uh, I've always had a connect with animals, but it helps me connect with a lot of people and mm. uh, children, children, especially mm. I'm very impressed with the uh, not so much. I mean, of course, we are trying to do a lot of work uh, to spread awareness with children, but also what they bring back to the table is so incredible.
0: Right. So, I mean, uh, World for All does uh, rescue, and it also does adoptions, right?
1: Uh, yes, and we do sterilization.
0: Sterilization drives yeah. also. And
1: we have, uh, we are, uh, we have the shelter, probably paradise, run by Roxanne. Yes. So we have a tie up there, and that kind of completes the cycle. Right. So when they can't be, when they are rescued, but they. For whatever reasons do not or cannot get adopted and nor can they be put back on the street then there's a place for them to go and the puppies from there come out here vice versa
0: right so i was coming down to the whole rescue aspect of it a lot of times people just see a puppy and then they just pick them up Mm. and um, what would according to you be do's and don'ts of of rescuing a puppy
1: thank you for bringing that up that is very important so I think when we started, I I said this already, that um, as animal lovers, a lot of us have the idea of picking up the animal, rescuing them, and then making a plan. Right. And of course, there are a lot of animals in bad shape, and sometimes that needs to be done. But very often, the animals that are picked up, the calls that we get when we vet the calls to see, because we simply cannot, and I don't believe anyone can get each and every dog or cat around into a home, okay? It's not happening at least in the near future in our country. So, we notice that a lot of animals that are picked up uh, are... You know, you need to look whether there is... Firstly, whether there is a mother nursing that animal, because then you're not only taking away from uh, you know, say that mother nursing the animal, you are also taking away from that animal's nutritional right. values and a lot of teachings. If you notice an infant animal that is rescued and then grows up in human care, it's much tougher to toilet train. Right. But the mother will always, you know, when when the puppies are, are nursing on them, they will move the puppy or the kitten away. So they know already. A lot of learning also comes from right. that. So apart from checking whether there's a mother. Uh, safe. There can be there can be animals with uh, parents looking after them, but they are just not in safe territory. You know. Right. But the ones we must look into are the ones that are in accident-prone area. The ones that are orphans, definitely. Right. You know, the ones that are uh, maybe injured. Uh, but we must please please. It is important that we do not go and pick up puppy and kitten because they look so cute. Because they are. Uh, You know, if they are in a park, in a gated park, please let them be. You can definitely take pictures, send them to us, put them on your own social media, Um, other organizations, try to find homes, yes. But don't pick them up, because when you're picking them up, you're taking away from their chances then of being able to ever adjust in that situation, if you can't provide a better situation for them. You cannot take the puppy home and then 8-10 days later say, I'm going to put the animal back, that animal being a child simply does not have the experience or expertise to then adjust and adapt. Right. You know, and they will smell different from the litter. There's a strong chance they won't be accepted. Right. So uh, that, is, that is very important, uh, that we are fully sure before we rescue. And if we are unsure but feel concerned about the animals, there are things that we can do we can
0: what are the things that we can actually do
1: like I just said take pictures hmm. call your local right. organization get them vaccinated make sure the mother's sterilized on time feed them or if you cannot for whatever reasons find an appropriate feeder you know every area has uh, you know animal activists formal or informal animal activists and feeders that are happy to feed and help any animal in that locality If you look around, if you ask around people who work on the field, on the streets if you ask your watchmen, uh, drivers, shopkeepers anyone who has a, uh, a job or a business on the street they will be able to tell you who feeds There are always feeders, talk to the feeders right. They might know, they always know not might know, they always know more than we do about the animals in and around that area uh, so they may already have plans for them in many cases, Right. sometimes they are also helpless and they are overwhelmed and they don't have, most of the cases, but just picking up an animal, taking them home, making an effort and then saying, oh, I can't do anything and then you have to drop the animal back back on the street is, is detrimental, not only an individual, an organization like mine. Very honestly, if you call me about a litter of six puppies, it's very difficult in today's day and age to find six fosters immediately in a single day. Right. And then what do I do about the other three calls that have come today and the other four calls that come tomorrow? So, yes, very often it is possible that, you know, these numbers I spoke about, uh, that 50% of them need to be picked up. But the right. other 50 would have been in a happy place. And by not picking them up, we would have also been able to help these other animals which needed to be picked up right. by putting them in those accommodations.
0: Um, I want to move to your adoptions that happen in terms of what I want to ask about it is, um, your adopt-a-thons are something that happen about probably two times a year?
1: No, the adopt-a-thon yeah. is a signature event. It it's is Asia's la- largest camp happens once, once a, a year. year. We have little camps every month. That right, month. that
0: happens every month. Yeah, I want to understand, you've been running these camps for a very long time and uh, what is the significant difference you've seen over the years
1: there's more um of course see i'll tell you i'd like to answer this by telling you of the first time we ever had a doctor thorn right like i told you i feel like uh, this is a calling this is not how i planned my life i'm very happy the way it's turning out but this is not I, I we had no plan when we started and we've worked backwards like i said that's how we started the organization right. even with the adoptathon uh, i remember me and my partner we had some ardent volunteers back then some may some may not be with us still uh, we had put together this event and we looked out for a venue in bandra and that time it was the bandra uh, Hindu Association, right. where we first did our camp, no. And I remember saying to my partner when it when it was just about starting, mm, we, you know, it's in all these newspapers and all. They've covered it, and uh, we've got posters here and there. So hundred hundred people will come, right? And we were hopeful a hundred, that time, see we didn't know any different, hundred right. people will come, I think the first Adoptathon had like 60-70 animals, right. the first ever Adoptathon, now we do 200 over two days, but anyway, so... Sorry,
0: your Adoptathon now runs over two days and you do about 200 over two days.
1: We have 200 animals up for adoption, okay. our adoption average is anywhere between 90 to 115.
0: Okay. So I've noticed in terms of where we're talking about adoptions and how you're talking about it and you know how I feel the gut plays a very, very big. Your instinct is something that you always rely on and I have seen that in a few cases that I have um, that I'm working towards and those have been basically clients who have surrendered their dogs out and you're looking at them in terms of uh, certain families you actually don't think it's going to work out and they actually land up being the best families um, keeping that in mind, uh, if you have to do or supposing you land up in a situation where you have an animal and you're looking for the home for a person for the animal Most of
1: suppose I have these situations every day I'm day. talking
0: about another person this is a situation that you have on a, on a regular basis. so you sure. know uh, someone who's not dealt with it and someone just comes sometimes lands themselves in a situation like that. Um, oh, yeah. What the, are the kind of protocols would you actually uh, just say at the top of your head that they okay, should follow? Like for
1: a di- uh, do-it-yourself adoption, right? right. Uh, yes, uh, so when you have an animal that you have rescued uh, that you are looking to home uh, the first most basic and important steps that anyone will tell you is that you need to make sure the animal is healthy you need right. to take it to a vet. You need to get a general checkup, uh, a blood test if possible. Uh, the vet will of course uh, vaccinate the animal. But what's important apart from that, when you take it to the to the local vet or the local vets, is also they may be able to identify where the animal is from.
0: Very right. often,
1: if it so happens that now, like we said before, it's a large network, but it's also a small network. Right. You know. Uh, we have great success in, t- in, in terms of tracing animals the other way around. When people lose their animals in terms of right. finding them, you would know. Uh, so, uh, you, can, you can find out uh, basically, there may be, uh, the vet may also have the records. If not, it's important to vaccinate mm. them, make sure they're healthy. Now, this being done, also when you do put the animal into foster, a lot of times the animals you will notice have uh, behavioural issues. Abandoned animals, homeless animals, more so than homed animals. Uh, People abandon for for reasons that are uh, completely selfish. selfish. Uh, I'm sorry, but I don't, and we don't, and I don't think anyone should encourage pet surrender. You know, if someone is surrendering their pet, you know, people don't do this as frequently with their children. But it happens a lot with animals. But so,
0: in, 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 that's what I've also realized. The cases are far more now.
1: Right. Uh, of uh, of pet, s- surrendering. pet surrendering.
0: Because somehow, I guess the option has come.
1: Mm. Yeah, it works wo- both ways, no?
0: Because the option has come. Correct. And that is what... And uh, like I'm you not sure uh,
1: whether it's that or whether it is less abandoning and more sort of trying to find home. In either case, I think that any challenge can be dealt with. If you have a pet, like you have any other family member, there are some problems and you figure it out. That's what you must do. You know, you don't adopt to find another home or re-home or to You adopt a pet like you adopt a child. The animal sure. is supposed to be part of your life for the animal's entire life, you know. For whatever reasons, if you can't do that and you're looking to home your own animal or you have rescued an animal that needs to be homed, as I was saying, you wet the animal, they will, when you put the animal into foster, if there are issues with the animal that your foster is, you know, telling you about or you have noticed, it is important that the animal sees a behaviorist. Most of our animals before adoption see a behaviorist if they have a behavior problem that is You know, um, many of them have anxiety, many of them are very scared, some are even, even turn out to be aggressive because they feel so let down, they feel so upset that they are not with their master, that they don't know where to take out those energies or how to behave about it, or they are just simply so afraid and intimidated because they have never seen a world outside of those four walls that they call home and those for people that they call family or their pack you know
0: yeah. and and this is a very important point that you brought out that animals have same emotions as us De- they they are probably emoted differently but they go through the same emotions like us they, they they feel loved they feel the fear they feel the anger they feel the anxiety they feel all of it
1: definitely and, and in fact I don't People say that uh, you know animals are voiceless. It's yes, they cannot they cannot speak English, Hindi, Marathi, Gujarati like us. But really, if you try to listen, you will you will know you will know what the animal is trying to communicate. They communicate they communicate very simple and impactful messages all the time.
0: You know, very true,
1: and. Uh, Apart from uh, you know your vets, your behaviorists, uh, when you do try to see when you're when you're trying to home an animal, most if you have direct leads, great. If you do not have direct leads, what you're working on then is a photograph, right? Or uh, these days, what's very popular is your gifs, you know. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you need to uh, then then it is about packaging you know that yes. becomes a marketing tactic you package well you have a, a photo that's unusual amongst uh, you know the 50 photos that were uploaded or the i would say 150 photos that were uploaded on that social media platform that day you will get some responses so you need to package well you need to be creative in terms of your post uh, then when you get inquiries, what you need to see is not just immediate, but long-term. I find it uh, helpful when I know that a person, it, it, it gives me a lot of grounds when someone is a previous pet owner. Right. You know, uh, apart from knowing whether, uh, having some, uh, well, one would think that a previous pet owner, what you get from them is the knowledge that, okay, they know how to keep an animal. They know how to keep that pet. You know, they've had that cat before, so they will be able to deal with this kitten. But no, not just that. Have they previously had a kitten that was so small? And even if they did, you know, when their cat is now 16 years old and passed away, and now they're adopting a new kitten, it's been very long since they've taken care of an infant.
0: Agreed, yes.
1: They need to be reminded and rebriefed. you know. Also, if you know that they had previous pets and you see a pattern where their pets don't survive for too long or, uh, you know, they had all these animals but they gave them away or found other responsible homes, then maybe you're not, this is not the right direction for that animal. Uh, A lot of things can be seen with their previous. uh, Check whether they have like uh, tested for in many cases or if they have a, uh, record of of some kind of uh, allergies, asthmas. Right. You know that's important. While some we we have it as a uh, very often as an excuse for abandoning abandoning, yes. an excuse for return. Uh, very often in a case where it is true, it's a sad situation. But what can one do? So you know it also has to be a family decision. You cannot have. Uh, Five people in the family say that we are all happy with it, but you know, oh, uh, Papa is not so comfortable, but he'll get around it. Yes, he might get around it, but he might not also. You cannot leave a window open for chances, you know. Uh, Many people come to me saying, We want to try fostering, and if it works out, adopt. I say, By all means, go ahead and try. But don't do it with this mind frame, because while you are trying to adjust, that puppy is also adjusting, or that kitten is adjusting, that cat or dog, everyone at home is adjusting. Any adjustment, any relationship, if you are trying and you say that I have, I have a door to exit, you're going to get cold feet in the beginning. It may not work. Don't do it with the mind frame that, uh-huh, you know, it doesn't work out, so I'll, uh, you know, we'll return the animal or we'll find another home. If you do it with the mind frame that this is our pet, and we have, if we have challenges, we will address it or seek for help to address those challenges. That's when it will work out. If you're going to say that, oh, if it we'll try, and if it doesn't work out, trust me, it's not going to be. It's it's very rarely that it is as easy as uh, you know a platter on the table. Great. So it's never you with
0: know, your one foot out of the door. It's
1: always with yeah, knowing knowing fully well that if you are. Um, you know adopting from a credible organization they will help you not not just that they will help you with the return they will help you with every step with every problem that you face so what is the problem then right so these are um, yeah so that's in terms of you adopting yourself but these are also uh, lines and clues that you need to look into when you're getting an adoption done have a dress proof have paperwork If you cannot get an organisational form, have a written document, you know. Uh, And beyond giving the person the animal, see when a person takes in an animal, also it is a responsibility, a lifetime responsibility. Like you have uh, counselling for children, counselling for parents, you need to handhold them. At least as the person who has given them the animal, you know, help them find the right uh, resources or vendors in terms of veterinary in terms of uh, you know your pet products and stuff right. available around their pet boarding facilities which ones to go to which ones not to go to which ones can be recommended and not recommended a lot of people want to adopt not for their houses but for their farms and i've noticed a lot of rescuers saying oh no 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 not not the farm because uh, you know i love sonu and i can't go all the way to the farm to see sonu enough that is a little... I understand, we all understand that we all have our attachments, but we need to realize that if we are so attached that we can, uh, and we still cannot keep the animal with us in our home, that we need to be uh, selfless enough to give the animal a good future wherever it is finding that, you know. So there are ways of doing farmhouse adoptions to make sure the fence is secure, to make sure that mm. the animals are not running out, uh, right. you know, by choice. You know, not running out cannot be that the animal is tied all the time or locked. Got it. Uh, uh, colony, society, you know, if every alternate society and every alternate corporate building in our city adopted a pair of animals, there would not be so many animals. There would hardly be any that don't have a place to go to. Right. So these things, there are ways to do. I mean, uh, it would be a little detail to get into each one of them, but there no, are... Yeah. And then another thing is... Please understand that having money, having a big home is just one added benefit, it does not mean that the family is that much more able. If you see very often, if you go to uh, a veterinary clinic or anywhere, you will notice that the ones that it is the middle class people that come with their own pet. And very, uh, there will be the established people also that are bringing their own pet. But many established pet owners have help for their pets. And when there is help, while some are very, very responsible, a lot of them are, again, it's a job. So who are you getting the animal adopted to? The house care or the, you know, we spoke some time ago right. about uh, a dog. What was his name? Uh, we were speaking about a, a, a dog at your yeah, yeah, place yeah, the one that we're
0: looking at yes, who's and, taking care
1: of the caretaker yeah who's, and, and the owner's not a problem here but the caretaker's no uh, no more there so where does the dog go so you know it doesn't matter how much uh, uh, how much wealth a person has an animal if you're rehoming from uh, you know a slum to the buckingham palace if not like if they have a response uh, there are many chawl owners I know Chawl houses <laughs> that have lovely pets and they keep them so well, you know.
0: Yeah, I mean, and um, uh, near my not... place, you're talking about that. Near my place, uh, I see a great Dane and he's leading a great life. I mean, and a lot of times when these giant dogs are there and you're like, oh, space is a restriction. This is there. But the guy is healthy. He's having fun. He walks around. He comes back, he goes and sits right in the front of the house, he stares at all the cars and vehicles. Now you
1: take this dog uh, and you put him in in a more, uh, say in an environment that is uh, superior in terms of more lavish, you Mm. know, better interiors, more space and all of that. He's not going to find that his territory and be happier soon, you know, what they want is their territory, their people. You know, it's not just the people that the animal miss, but they also miss their territory.
0: I want to move down to, um, you all do a lot of sterilization drives. And it has been in terms of a very important factor, which has started to control the population of your Indies on the streets. Um, But, so tell me more about these sterilization drives and Uh, what are the factors that actually, how does one want, if they want to do a sterilization, how does one approach you?
1: Yes. Uh, So, Pooja, you know, it's not just that I, I believe it's not just one of the important factors, but I would say that sterilization is the most important factor. Hmm. Uh, See, we are dealing with homelessness. That in itself is a problem. And, uh, the only ethical, and if you ask me, uh, yeah, the only ethical and legal way is to sterilize animals, to reduce the population. So that, not only so that there are no more homeless animals, so that those animals also have a better uh, life, you know. Right. Uh, I mean, I don't want to get into the details, but mm. everyone knows what happens when a female dog is on heat in the right. streets of Bombay. This is not, it's not nature it's not natural anymore while a lot of people say that because in a natural environment there would not be cars on the street while they are being chased by a pack of males there would not be uh, there would be uh, places for them to deliver that are not gutters that have human sewage and waste in it right you know um so If you, you know, and we do a lot of sterilization Hmm. and you asked how to, I'll tell you what we do. We do uh, around, uh, our aim is to do 80 dogs and 100 cats a month. Uh, We do more cats and we are, uh, like I told you before with how our organization started and we started Hmm. doing adoptions because there was no one doing it. This is the need of the hour kind of thing, again, with cat sterilizations. We noticed that For a very long time, till very recently, that we're thankful about, there was no government allocation of funds or any kind of help for cat sterilizations. The, uh, uh, you know, if I may say so, menace of cat reproduction was not something that was noticed, identified or any solution for the problem. Right. Just recently, as it started, we have been doing cat sterilization for a few years now. I think we do the largest number Hmm. in uh, Maharashtra. Uh, right now and I mean I'm, I'm, I would be very happy if, if others would match that or do more of that because uh, with cats especially it's not um, dogs as well but cats more so on the boundaries of uh, humans being able to encroach um, uh, cats can go onto roofs cats can go that into little things it's very difficult to get them all and you know when you're doing a sterilization drive like you said you concentrate on an area you concentrate on an area and try to clean the area down and sterilize all the cats and all the dogs of that area. And say you think that that's okay now now it's been four months and uh, there are no no unsterilized animals and the ones that were puppies are now grown up and adopted but are also sterilized uh, and so are the kittens and XYZ and the ones that were uh, weak at the time are fed and also sterilized now and it's all over and you happily move on to the next colony, slum, street or you know, whatever it is and you do not look back, they are, they, there are going to be more uh, animals littering. You have to do it on the constant, you have to comb the area constantly. Right. Because, what, as I said, animals are territorial. We buy our building, flat and you know, put fences around them. They have a different way of marking territory. And when animals are sterilized, uh, they will um, occupy less territory. Not only by means of the fact that they will breed, uh, they will not be breeding, so there won't be any more. But also they will be less, um, not as active, not venturing as much. Mm. So then new animals will come into this territory. Right. You know. Uh, New animals, meaning animals from other territories, will try to... It's as simple. It's just like we have one home, but we also try to buy the holiday home. Hmm. And it's as simple. They want more... uh, They they will try to establish more comfortable space. They are homeless. They are looking for space. What they call their home is the land that we refer to as the outside. Right.
0: Right. So
1: they will find, try to find a, a place to stay, you know. Right. It's uh, just as simple as with human beings. If you say, right. oh, we found uh, accommodation for all the uh, homeless people on the street. But, uh, you know, now there are more homeless people and that is not surprising. It's the same way with animals. So you need to do it constantly. We concentrate on... Um, on the suburbs in terms of cats and dogs. Uh, uh, currently, while you you see, uh, we do Anderi East, we do Parla, we do um, Goregao, this belt of places, yeah. Uh, however, we also do calls from other areas. When we are called for a bunch of cats and a bunch of dogs, we will go in and do it. It has to be, uh, we, we do not have the funding as an organization to do it, uh, absolutely free of course pan mumbai unfortunately hopefully one day we will be there but as of today we can do certain areas and the areas which are not our jurisdiction we are still able to do if there are multiple animals at a, uh, uh, you know at a con- at, at cost price course, so yeah. long as uh, it is sponsored so we do uh, we have recently we some not recently last year the year financial year we did uh, a lot in south bombay Right. We did a CCI and a lot of clubs. So, you know, all you have to do is pick up the phone and call. And in case we have a policy, when you call on a helpline number or you send, a, there will never be an answer which is a flat no. If we cannot be there to assist in that manner, we will provide you with the right numbers, the right people to get in touch with, who will be able to do a better job. Uh, Hmm. in time in that area. So uh, now how do you sterilize or how it's as simple you will contact your if it's stray animals contact your local NGOs contact sometimes you may know of animal activists in that area they are connecting with NGOs or having a a certain uh, you know a a certain sort of setting with a wet where they do it at uh, uh, on a certain day at, at, a, at a price at a reasonable rate and they have somewhere to keep them for the post-operative facility and stuff like that you can look at any avenue in your area just make sure it's done ethically you know right. yeah. that, they, uh, that, the, that the stitches very simple stuff that the stitches are done when we pick up an animal for sterilization or for anything for that matter uh, we don't as world for all what we do is we don't just sterilize the animal we do the anti-rabies we do the Uh, the 10-in-1 or the uh, Tri-Cat vaccine. We also do a medical grooming uh, for not only the interest of that animal, but also so that there's no uh, spread of ticks and fleas to other animals. So we do this holistic package. Some people may be doing more, some people may be doing less, but as long as it's ethical, as long as, uh, you know, you you should find out that and you should resource or... uh, Get in touch with your local bodies who help in the situation uh, in case you have unneutered animals. Now, how to know whether the animals are neutered or unneutered is a simple snip of ear that you will see on cats and dogs that are neutered. Right, know.
0: yeah. It somehow looks like a C. Yeah,
1: it somehow <laughs> looks like a C or a V or, you yeah, know. Whatever you want to call yeah. it, yeah.
0: Um, so. My last question to you today would be. Um, What do you feel is the actual need of the hour? Like the dire need of the hour?
1: See, um, like we said, there is more help. But there is also, like you correctly said, a lot of harm. I think that we, we, uh, in the day and age we live in, you know, there is anyway so much of brutality in this world and then they are inferior species, As superior species, we need to protect them. I think what's very much needed mm-hmm. is for an understanding, is for that awareness where everyone knows that knows, understands and accepts that okay, you may not like and may not want to do much for animals, you may not like them, you know, people have their personal choices. However, you don't harm them, if you can't help, don't harm, don't hurt, you know, let them be, let them be if it's raining and they are uh, taking, uh, you know, shelter at, at, the, at the corner of your lobby or at, uh, you know, in your backyard somewhere, it is their right to shelter themselves, you know, I do not believe it is your right to shoo them out when situations are harsh outside, Hmm. you know uh, Teach your children to be compassionate You do not have to go and be feeding and hugging and playing with every animal on every nook and corner or any animal at any nook and corner for that matter But please do not harm, if you see an animal that is already suffering Please take the effort of making a simple phone call, there are multiple numbers If you place a phone call, a lot of people tell me, oh, but I called and the helplines were off and I couldn't. It's very simple these days, like anything else works. Put out a message on your social media. I promise you someone will come and help. Hmm. Just put out a message. If we know we can help. There is not one organization, one world for all. There are so many organizations, so many wonderful individuals doing wonderful work to help these animals, we need the support of one and all. We need the support in terms of your co- your coexistence. you know, you tolerating them just the same as they are tolerating all of us, you know. And if you can just so much as point out, right. it would make a great difference. I think that is the need of the hour, where people don't turn a blind eye because they cannot walk up to a hospital and treat themselves. They cannot, uh, you know, they cannot help themselves like you can, we will be there to help them but all you need to do is tell us, all you need to do is not cause more destruction Mm. for that animal that is already deprived, you know.
0: It's about taking action. I think it's time to take action, some form of action, whatever
1: it is. You know, for those who want to help and, and are listening to us here and feel like, Oh, but I cannot adopt. Oh, but I cannot foster. There is always something you can do. You know, you may be able to donate. You may be able to volunteer your time. You may be able to volunteer your skill. True. Or as I just said, uh, if, if not, any of these, a thousand other ways, or you may be able to just pick up the phone and say, Hey, you know what? I noticed some animals that are unsterilized. I noticed an animal that is injured. By doing that, by throwing light on that animal, you are contributing, uh, you are helping in a bigger way than you would imagine. True. Because if you did not point out that animal, no one would have known. The animal does not pick up a phone and dial. Uh, you know, any kind of help
0: True, true
1: If you know, if you see like the abuse you were talking about sometimes there is brutality in your neighbourhood just pick up the phone and call the right people Right It's You can find on Jess dial all over the internet a gazillion numbers a gazillion ways to help also animal welfare, the PCA Act is part of our law you know, if you don't know where to go with an animal that is being abused, just walk into the local police station. Contact an animal welfare officer if you're not sure what laws to go about and stuff like that. Mm. And uh, it, it is not a choice here. It is not will it, will it not. They have to be attended to. Right. So, this is the need of the hour. It's needed that people uh, come out there and those that don't, don't really want to do anything, at least notice and accept that these beings need to be protected and saved. If you can't do it, please, uh, you know, enable others to. And for those who want to do it, please support them, you know, support them in whatever means uh, you can. It is extremely, extremely uh, expensive when you're taking care of multiple animals as an individual, as an organization, you know, Anyone who does it would understand what I'm talking about. We need all the help we can get. Hmm. Uh, and when I'm saying expensive, yes, definitely financially. But I also mean in terms of manners and volunteering and everything like that. True. That is required. Okay.
0: Yeah. Thank you, Dhanesh. Thank you amazing. so much. Thank you so much. It being yeah. here as
1: well. Thank you.
0: Thank you.